I'm Jen. And I'm Kai. And we're both boy mums navigating the tween and teenage years, discussing nutrition, exercise, midlife, lifestyle and more. Welcome to the Midlife Munching and Movement podcast. On today's podcast, we are going to be talking a little bit about boundaries. And in preparation for this, we have been asking on our social media and speaking to our clients about what boundaries mean to them and if they could give us any examples of um, boundaries that have been overstepped or areas that they have had to personally work on to improve their boundary setting with other people. First of all, um, the first question that came up for me was, what is a boundary? Mm. And that came from my mum. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no way. That, do you know, that's so interesting because the first thing that came up for me was a client message to say um I'm going to be really interested to hearing this because I'm just doing some boundary work with my parents wow. and they're the same generation oh interesting so <laughs> yeah my mum got a bit of stick for that one <laughs> so, oh really mum <laughs> so what did you tell her well, I was trying to explain um, what it was. And in the end, I just thought, you know, I think it's probably better if I give the actual definition. So I looked it up um, and it says the definition is a line which marks the limits of an area or yeah. um, a real or imagined line that marks the edge or limit of something. And in, on Wikipedia, it said a personal boundary or the act of setting boundaries is a life skill that has been popularised by self-help authors and support groups since the mid-1980s. Good old Wikipedia. But it sounds like it's something we all need a bit of help with. <laughs> I know, for sure. Um, okay, so do, when you were chatting to your mum about it, did, did it go further? Like, did she say, oh, I've got no boundaries or, oh, is that what it is? Yeah, once I explained it to her, she obviously knew what it was. And then she started trying to think of areas where it related to her in her life. Um, and it was interesting because it usually comes back to like workplace for a lot of people. Mm, yeah. And what I noticed was, and one one of my clients said something really interesting in her feedback about boundaries, was that um, she ha she has experienced it both in work so both in a professional capacity and in a personal capacity. But she finds it the most draining with the people who, and this is her word, fall into the should category. Mm. So, As in you should do this, you should do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if we're talking about family members, that could be siblings or parents um, extended members of the family and that's when they ask questions of you or put you in situations where you find it most difficult to stand, stand by your boundaries yeah families are always a difficult one I think to put boundaries in with but um the workplace definitely came up for me with clients as well particularly with um like self-employed people and um because I work a lot with people that are self-employed um and 
pay like how they set that with clients Mm -hmm. so I had one lady who was very clear you have to send these forms back by this day the payment must be given before sessions take place um no payment no session and it was asked three or four times and made clear and then on the day the client contacted my client three minutes after the appointment had started to ask why she wasn't there and um, she said that previously she had been in a similar situation and she just went to the client anyway and and did the session Um, and she's a tutor she's not a personal trainer or anything Um, and she she turned up and she said she never received the money so since then she always felt like um people do it as a way to like get a free session so she really struggled because obviously when you're self-employed you do kind of have to think about the expenses that go out before a session kind of happens so like she was really proud that she just managed to stick to that boundary and she said that when when the appointment was coming up and she knew she should have left like she was having like heart palpitations like Mm. I need to go I need to go but she proved her point and she was you know really firm in what she did and setting that boundary and it's made her feel better now because she's got that reputation for well no pay no work which yeah. is fair Absolutely, you know yeah that happens quite a lot in um personal training and nutrition mm. coaching um and I've got a friend who's a PT and she has clients that don't turn up and don't notify that don't notify her that they're not turning up either um Um, yeah my favorite is five minutes before the session (laughs) yeah does that happen a lot not so much anymore I think but when I first started for sure it did um and and I think it is that like I'm quite an easygoing PT and like yeah yeah whatever like let me know um and I think that kind of translates sometimes into it's definitely something that I have had to work on, but it's been like 10 years now. So it's taken me that long. Yeah. Yeah, it is a difficult one. I think from my own professional experience um, as a nutrition coach, I would find that because your clients are in touch with you directly because you're self-employed, they feel they can message you at any time of the day. Mm. and I really struggled with that in the early days and I would have people messaging me at like 11 o'clock at night with like problems that weren't relating to nutrition as well and I really had to clearly set my boundaries at that point and say I will reply between 7 a.m and 7 p.m Monday to Friday which admittedly is still incredibly long (laughs) a time to be available Um, Mm. but it is realistic with everything else that I you know obviously at uni so sometimes I don't reply within a couple of within a couple of hours so I think that's reasonable but yeah it was at first I found it difficult to set that boundary and put that in place because I felt you know people pay good money for my service and they should have access to me but actually it's unrealistic to have unlimited access to anyone and I wouldn't expect that what was your turning point I think it was like weeks of the same person messaging me at like 10 11 o'clock at night yeah it's interesting that you say you wouldn't expect that um because I think part of it is particularly in that scenario is that we do have access to everything 
24 7 like you can literally get anything now delivered by uber or you know at the click of a button um social media is right there so i think everything is so i think there is i certainly see it with my tween for instance Mm -hmm. where like we don't have um adverts like on the tv and if there is a hint of an advert like the huffing and puffing that goes on for well I just want to watch it I'm like mate when I was your age I had to get up and press a button and sometimes I had to move the aerial just to get the like the channel when we changed it like you don't you're so impatient and I think it does breed that um that that feeling that you can get access to everything and everyone 24 7 yeah yeah it's modern society that has bred that expectation into people yeah yeah it is interesting because um of course several people actually um my sister mentioned expectations when we talked about boundaries um several of my clients mentioned expectations when we talked about boundaries um and so it's really interesting that you then brought that up because we haven't talked this through before this conversation so it's really interesting that that's come up with you as well and I think that's the thing isn't it if you're struggling to set your boundaries with someone it's actually probably an easier way to explain it is to say set the expectation Mm. because yeah yeah because if somebody's expecting something to happen and it doesn't then that can be a difficult conversation. Whereas if you are clear in what's going to happen, then that kind of draws a line and and will automatically set the boundaries. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, from a service point of view, for sure. Like, I I think it's really helpful. Like, I I will always tell a woman when I first start working with her, this is what I do. Yeah. If I'm not the right person for you, like, that's okay. And often I have turned people away because I know I'm just not the right person to fulfill that expectation. From a personal point of view, I work on requirements, not expectations, because I feel like expectations ruin my life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like in a when I when I think that somebody is gonna be the same way as me, and in the case of like I expect somebody to treat me the way that I treat them, well they don't. It's just never. It's never a thing, um, particularly in a professional way. Mm-hmm. So I have a requirement like this is the minimum standard that I require. To be yeah. treated and if you don't treat me that way ta-ta for now yeah. <laughs> that's really strong though and quite difficult to do for a lot of people to be that strong and, it is and that it is it. I think yeah it is for sure and I, I definitely see it and I see fake versions of the strength that it takes you know where it's um more of a I'm gonna slam my fists on the table Mm. and scream and shout until I get my way and I don't feel the need to do that like I'm a very this is my requirement if you can't meet that that's okay like I don't have to scream and shout I just know that that's not the situation for me so 
I'll quietly just where go. Did that, where did that assertiveness come from, though? I'm trying to be polite about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say probably years of not having boundaries yeah. and not 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 even knowing what a boundary was or and constantly feeling like I was being walked over or exhausted over the same situation, wondering why I was always the one left behind. Um, why I was passed upon for, you know, different work situations, that sort of thing. And I had to take a real look at myself, which is really hard to do. Um, and then sort of understand that things had happened because I allowed them to happen. Right. But, but I allowed them to happen because I didn't understand what I actually wanted out of a situation. And I think that's a really important part of your boundary setting. Yeah. That you you can't hold anyone to a standard if you don't know what, what it is that you want. Mm. So just years of general rubbish. Mistakes. Learning from okay. mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. And and you on my social media you'll see that I often use mistakes of the portals of discovery, which is a really cheesy affirmation, but it's one that I picked up in my 20s and pinned at the bottom of my screen in my office because it's so true like if we don't make mistakes we don't learn mm. and actually some of the biggest lessons that we have in life come from mistakes failures and things like that so you know it's in, it's a really it's amazing that you have been able to do that and that along the way you've grown and adapted when something has been difficult for you you've noticed that you've been taken advantage of I think for me personally, I struggle with setting boundaries because I kind of feel that I, well, I'm a typical people pleaser. Um, I don't like confrontation and never have, even as a very small child. And it was the learning to say no that was the hardest part for me because mm. saying no often upsets people. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. So for me, it was kind of like you've said, learning how to not have to say no, not have to put myself in the position where I have to have that confrontational conversation or that difficult conversation because that's not something that would come naturally to me. So setting those boundaries ahead of time. And I think it was interesting, again, one of my clients, the one actually who mentioned the shoulds, mm -hmm. um, and she said she will agree to things, but before she does them, she will put a hard stop or she will set a hard stop. And it doesn't matter what that hard stop is. It may be that at 7 p.m. I'm watching X on the TV or... I've is that with herself or with, in the, with the person? Yeah, with the person who she feels she should or that she finds it more difficult to set oh, boundaries okay. with. Yeah, yeah. She'll agree to do something, um, but she will put a hard stop in place. So she will say, I have to be in this place by this time or at that time I'm doing this, even if it's just... I need to rest for my health or, but she will put that in place. And I thought that was a really nice technique that she'd picked up and, and utilized to her own advantage. Yeah. That's a really, really good compromise of like a halfway house for people yeah. pleasers. Yeah. Isn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's really good. Yeah. And I, I, that's probably something I, 
oh, I should work on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah. I think I learned it um, that no was the most emotive word used on a daily basis mm. pretty quickly. Like from watching, say, mums with toddlers and when they first learn that word no and how they might use it just like they've dropped something they'll go oh no right through to they have a temp- temper tantrum and it's like no <laughs> um right through to you know partners work life working longer hours working days that you don't want to work those mm. kind of things um but I think that goes back to people always want more so when you when you don't have that line and that requirement of well this is what I'm going to do people will always try and push from toddlers to you know partners family work life everyone will always push a little bit more like yeah I there's a a work there's a work one that haunts me you know and you've passed life and there's something that you did in your past life and you think it over a million times and I remember taking a new job and I'd been there like a month um, and the boss went away I was essentially holding the fort, not knowing what the hell I was doing. And I was like a rabbit in headlights and I made a mistake. And the email that I got back was, in my opinion, over the boundary. Like I would never allow anyone to speak to me like that in real life. Right. In inverted commas. And to this day, I regret not saying something immediately. Like, Why didn't you? I, I don't know. I don't know that it was overwhelm or you know was part of it maybe like the fact that it was a new job yeah I think it was and you're testing job. boundaries of how far you can talk to people and and stuff as well yeah yeah and not being 100% sure of the person yeah and um, like how they react there's yeah. nothing worse than saying something to a, a manager or a boss and having them go up like a bottle of pop mm and not be able to emotionally regulate themselves. Yeah, and I now realise that that person was incapable of having any emotional regulation. Yeah. (laughs) Which I could have protected myself against (laughs) in that very first instance. It's interesting, isn't it, how you learn from things like that? Yeah. In the future, because it's played on my mind and it still plays on my mind to this day, I use it all the time as a learning tool. I'll see a pattern of behavior and I'll think I need to stop this now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it is, you know, I know I said earlier, like I'd been through just a a lot of rubbish and stuff, but I think often like my role within my family is not is, was very much like as we were growing up, like a fixer, if something happened, I am a middle child. So I think, naturally just learnt to um what's the word navigate or negotiate would probably be better um my way through situations Mm. um and just didn't really like I don't it's hard to explain to people because I don't I I don't like confrontation and I think that's why particularly now I'm so good at no this is my boundary don't even push me yeah um because I don't like arguing and quite honestly in my 20s I did a lot of arguing 
as you do with boyfriends and you know friends that you probably shouldn't be friends with unless you're <laughs> drunk um and <laughs> I just was not the nicest person when angry and I I just always have like my nan's voice in my head where she will always say like I didn't I didn't teach you that don't act that way yeah and it, it always makes me think like any situation that you're in you can't control people or their behavior and it's pointless even trying but you can understand them and you can understand yourself enough to know that nothing is going to change and if nothing changes you would become somebody that you necessarily don't want to be because when boundaries are pushed a lot Mm. it chips away at you and you do become a shadow of yourself or you become really angry and really bitter and really like up against the wall all the time so so what sort of things can we use or recommend as, as tools and tricks to kind of a non-confrontational but would help people to set that boundary for themselves so for example you could like maybe use a phrase like this isn't working for me um Mm -hmm. thank you for asking me to help you but I don't think I'm the right person to help you in this situation have you thought about trying this or you know is there anything else that you you can think of that might it might help in a situation like that I think it really depends on the example. Um, For me personally, to relate to people, um, for instance, I'd probably be a little bit more direct with my family um, and quite an often like just a no. And I, I do find with my parents, I explain to them and I, I think with like my little boy as well, I do very much explain things to him like, well, you can't do that, but this is why, this mm-hmm. is how I feel about it. And I find that works really well with him. Um, with a client that's really struggled with boundaries, we've recently um, had like, so I predominantly, as you know, like work with mums. And I think it's really, really difficult for them, particularly when baby is small to have boundaries because they ultimately have somebody that depends on them 24 seven. And with that can often come something we refer to as the mental load. So it's not just the tasks that you're doing, but it's the thought behind the doing of the task. So Mm -hmm. for instance, um, you know, I make the coffees in the morning. Have I got enough coffee? Have I got enough milk? are all the cups out of the dishwasher? Where are all the spoons? Like there's just four thoughts that have gone into making a cup of coffee before you've even made the cup of coffee. But I can guarantee you if someone else was going to make the coffee that it wouldn't even be, you would just do it. It's not a thought. Or the toilet roll, change the toilet roll. You put the the thing in the bin, like really simple tasks. And I find that with mums, it's often a buildup of those things, but they don't talk about it. They wait till it got too far. They wait till it gets too far and then they'll explode or they just feel such intense overwhelm. And so it's it's that simple, simple question I always say to them, does that person know you feel that way? Mm. 
Did have you, you had that, that conversation? Yeah. Did yeah. you say, I really need help with this? Mm-hmm. Um, I saw an example a little while ago um, in lockdown. Obviously, everyone was on TikTok. <laughs> so there was a lot of it um, on TikTok then. And I saw an example of this lady who had just um, exploded. She was like hating on her husband. And all the comments on it were like, I would kick him out. I wouldn't be there, this, that, and the other. And I think it's a really interesting concept that you, if somebody doesn't do something you want them to do, you're just done. Yeah. Like there's they're like there's no in-between because maybe they just don't know. Like maybe that is not a single thought in that person's head. And that's not right or wrong. It's just like not a thought. It's not mm. a thing because for them, they're thinking about something else that's really important. Um, so what she did, um, she got a big board, like a whiteboard, and she wrote all of the tasks that she does every day, everything from picking up socks to bleaching toilets, making meals, doing the shopping, putting the bins out, bathing the kids, all of this and the other. And then she put different ticks, one colour for her husband, one colour for her. And if all the things that she did in the week, her husband did one task and that was bathing the kids. Mm-hmm. And by bathing the kids, I mean, he literally watched them while they were in the bath. He didn't get the shampoo and conditioner out. He didn't wash them. He got them to wash themselves, which I actually think is a very clever idea. Yeah. Um, he didn't pick the towels up off the floor. He didn't empty the water out of the tub or anything. Um, but it was a really interesting thing to think about because I think as women and mums we're conditioned to do everything primary carers yeah Yeah. and we're conditioned to think that we should do everything and sometimes and I'm probably if you you know spoke to my ex-husband I'm sure he would say it that a little bit guilty of saying no it's all right I'll do that yeah no it's fine I'll do that yeah um, you need any help no yeah it's fine no I can do it myself I don't need any help I'm fine like I'm Wonder Woman I can Translation, do everything it's gonna slow me down if you have to explain it to you <laughs> exactly exactly and it that and my favorite um is well I don't like the way he unstucks the dishwasher yeah so I like to do it and I always say to people like does it matter like if a task gets done it doesn't matter how it's done just matters that it gets done Hmm. so the first thing I always say is do they know and then if they do know but do they really know have you been specifically clear this is what I mean and have you got that acknowledgement back from them Hmm. because people understand things this is the boundary around it please don't yeah push please don't push Hmm. yeah it's a really good point really good point I um I think if it's going back to my own example earlier I think if I went back in time I would respond to that email because I'm sure there were people thinking but yeah you've said you've you've said that happened but what would you do now if you went back in time and I think I would respond to that and say I understand that you're frustrated that this went wrong 
but I'm uncomfortable with the manner in which you express that. Mm. And I don't think that that will set a really useful working environment for either of us if that's going to be the tone that's used from now on because I wouldn't speak to you in that way. And if I lost my job at that point... <laughs> see now that's interesting couple of things the first thing that you said I understand your frustration at this going wrong in that particular situation was the person someone that is quite blameful you've done this you've done that yeah yeah see I actually that's me being a people pleaser again because I actually think it was unreasonable. Yeah. Didn't really think it was that big of a deal. But yeah. I had to take into consideration that person had been doing that job on their own for a period of time, was probably highly stressed because of it, felt nervous perhaps about leaving it in somebody else's hands and may not have been reacting in a way that is the norm for them. So there would have had to have been an element of taking those things into consideration because that's the way that I would think something through and did at the time, which is probably to my detriment because I shouldn't have let it go. Do you think that's the people pleaser in you, though, that thinks that way? Because I would always be like, I I used to be a people pleaser, but now I just, I don't take responsibility for somebody else's actions and feelings. Mm -hmm. Like you can feel how you want to feel. I'm a hundred percent supportive of that, but that is not my responsibility. If I've had some kind of interaction with you where I have upset you or hurt you, come and talk to me about it because there's going to be a way that that can be worked out mm-hmm. and I think that's like the first thing what I don't like is when people do the whole blame thing you did this you did that and they can't be like open and specific as to why and try to work it out mm-hmm. like they hold you accountable for all of these things but they could leave it months years and not have interactions with you because they just can't say like that one time yeah and again that's boundaries isn't it because they're failing to set those boundaries when it's absolutely necessary and have that difficult conversation at that point and then by leaving it that length of time and then coming at you from a position of you've done this you've done that that's stepping way way beyond the boundaries Mm. because either you choose to leave something where it is and not address it and move on yeah or you deal you deal with it there and then that's kind of my boundary if you if you leave it and you don't deal with it it's gone yeah absolutely and I also think if you are going to deal with it I I have two different ways of like dealing with it sometimes I really just need to take myself off and Mm -hmm. have a little think about it and think now is that actually a problem or have I just had a really bad day yeah um am I hungry (laughs) have I not slept is something else annoying me or is it an actual problem for me Mm. and 
that's another thing going into boundaries when you've got a boundary and it's crossed sometimes people don't think I'm just having a really bad time so they'll just go up like a bottle of pop again Mm. and then everyone around them catches the tail end of something that is actually nothing to do with them yeah so I I definitely had to learn to walk away and be like particularly with family because family are irritating so I used to you know really have to be like I can't talk to you right now I'm just going for a walk and really just think about it Mm. um and then that's setting boundaries though by saying at this moment in time I cannot deal with this I'm not comfortable with it I'm gonna go and go for a walk yeah but I think the boundary there in that particular case when things like that happen is for me Mm. not the other person and I think that's a really important point to say to people is that some boundaries are not for other people boundaries Mm. are for yourself yeah and if if when you think about there to keep you safe because that's a, a phrase that is thrown around quite a lot um that doesn't mean just physically mm. it can be like emotionally as well and I know that I don't want to be somebody that is always really really stressed and really emotive and really like explosive because I, I did ask my mum like as a teenager I mean, we now know it's hormones. <laughs> <laughs> but back then, in her mind, I was just an ass. you know? Yeah. I was just a teenage girl. And it just so highly emotive that I would just scream and shout and slam doors and, I don't like you, I'm adopted, blah, blah, blah. And just, <laughs> like, I'm leaving home. <laughs> I always came back for dinner. <laughs> um, but... You know, I just, I don't want to be that person, but it's that going back to being able to regulate your emotions and to understand like, what am I feeling in that moment? Mm. Because what it's going to come out as is anger, but actually it might, it's hurt ultimately. You're hurt in some form. Someone once told me once there's only two emotions. When I say someone, I mean my therapist. I have had a lot of therapy. (laughs) Um, He he said to me, there are two emotions, love and fear. And every single emotion that you take are from them too. So all the positive ones are love. Ultimately, they're love. If you're happy, because you love. If you're feeling a negative emotion, it's from fear. And we used to like drill down and he'd be like, that's great, but why? That's great, but why? That's great, but why? And honestly, I've never heard why from anyone other than like my three-year-old constantly, constantly breaking it down. But it was such a helpful tool to do. Like, I'm feeling really angry at that moment. Okay, great, why? Yeah. And then but ask yourself again. And, and, and it is really important. Times, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it can really... It is really, really helpful, quite honestly, in saving relationships of any kind, whether mm. that's, you know, work, partner, children, whatever. If you asked yourself why you wanted to react that way in that moment in time, you'd probably find it didn't matter. And you would participate in the conversation with the person a lot differently mm. than coming at it from being angry. Yeah, definitely. 
that's definitely something we can discuss more deeply as well as a technique for achieving goals on another mm. podcast it's, mm, yeah as a as a coach that you know using why is really helpful to me with with clients and gets really good results for them um, my clients hate it <laughs> <laughs> okay cool why <laughs> why all right why <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm probably a bit softer in that approach. Yeah, 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 you definitely are. <laughs> so in our podcast each week, we're going to do a wait what section, aren't we? Um, yeah. This week, I've got an absolute belter of a wait what, and this is going to be our story for boundaries this week. So I think this will have a few toes curling. So in response to my social media post, <laughs> about boundaries and I was asking it might be family work um etc somebody has overset the boundaries please share your stories and I received this hi Kai my mum looks after the kids whilst we are at work she picks them up from school and takes them back to our house to feed them and give them a snack and get them ready for whatever after school activities they have we take over when we get in from work now, recently, she was taken... See, now I'm biting my tongue already. Yeah, I know, I know I what it feel, says and I'm can, laughing. I can feel this. <laughs> recently, she has taken to popping in unannounced at the weekend if she is out walking or passing to go shopping and letting herself in with the key while shouting, <laughs> Hi, it's only me. <laughs> okay. About a month ago, the kids were on sleepovers and we had a long overdue and they've written, Lying, oh, in no. bananas. So... Uh, <laughs> We'll just uh, leave that to the imagination. <laughs> when all of a sudden we hear, hi, it's only me. Both panic-stricken and feeling like naughty teenagers caught in the act, we fumbled around to get out of bed and into clothes as we heard her walking up the stairs saying, no, surely you're not still in bed at this time. <laughs> we shouted out the bedroom that we'd be down in a minute, to which she replied, okay, I'll go and put the kettle on. Is this the sort of boundary story you were looking for? <laughs> there is so much to unpick in that story. I just, I can't even. That is such a difficult one, though, because you want her to feel comfortable to walk in your home and she's doing a humongous favour, isn't she, by looking after the kids, but... How do you yeah, but boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it's really different if you know someone's coming over, like, let yourself in with a key. That yeah. is no problem. If they ring ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. I used to have this, and I'm not going to say with who in my life, um, but it was when I was married. So... Um, everyone can guess <laughs> um so someone in the other side of the family would just like walk in mm. never never even a knock and we at the time we lived in a flat right okay um so as you it was an open plan flat so literally as you walk in the door they're right there but at the time we were regularly having a lie-in Okay, <laughs> inverted commas. Um, anywhere in the flat, really, because yeah. we were younger and childless. And I was just like, it's a bit of a problem. Like, it's yeah. not something that my family do. 
like we don't mm. we 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 just don't do that um so we started locking the door and now to this day like I, I lock the door you cannot come in my house if that door is the mm. only time I leave that door unlocked is if my little boy goes to the park without me so that nice. he can get in yeah, that's, cool. that's it by that do you mean have you have you got a Yale lock with a catch no it's I, I no it's like a key in the oh and you leave the, the handle key in. yeah I do oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I couldn't do that with my door. And I was like, oh, you leave the key in, duh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you definitely want, especially, is it her mum? Yeah. So I think that it's always different, isn't it, when it's like your mum as opposed to your partner's mum? Um, because it's like you have that extra special relationship, yeah. like that growing up thing. Um. I would probably just ask that, you know, you can let yourself in and shout out that please don't come up the stairs. Yeah. Maybe. Like, unless you need to go to the toilet and I'm around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it is a tricky one, isn't it? Because I suppose there's you could take it a little bit further. He, husband could be home alone. She, you know, wife could have gone out with the kids. Mum's passing by. Husband's walking around in his pants. Or worse, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky one. You want her to be comfortable to walk in and feel that it's you know your house and she's welcome there whenever she feels like it. But yeah, I'd, I'd be probably. I wonder though if there's like a little bit more of a lax in that now that the situation where she's picking the kids up and taking them in. Yeah. So that can, she just feels more comfortable doing yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And maybe maybe she's not. It's not even a thought that's no. gone into you know uh, into her mum's head. She's just like, oh, just let myself in. <laughs> I'd be like, can you do a load of washing while you're there? <laughs> yeah, shouting down. We'll be an hour. <laughs> Bring the breakfast. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, brilliant. What a great story. <laughs> Good luck with it. <laughs> yeah, let us know where it goes. <laughs> oh, God. There's, there's been... a tiny, tiny part of me, though, that wants to say, I think I'd ask my husband to deal with that one. <laughs> would you? Why? No, no, I wouldn't. I'd want to, though. I would definitely if, want to. I think if I said that to my ex-husband, he would, like just look at me like a deer in headlights because he just wouldn't he, he was very like a people pleaser yeah overly so yeah, yeah. Really I, think like... I, I think I'd be all right to point out and I think my mum probably would have thought of it to say what if he was walking around starkers yeah see now if it was my dad that had let himself in my dad is someone that has got zero boundaries like he had heart surgery a few years ago and um, we were told that he had to be shaved um, at the chest before. And I was like, no problem. Like I can do that for him. Because um, up to that point, we had done all the pre-checks with him yeah. and I, I deal with his medical care a little bit more than my brothers. And um, I remember the nurse walked in and was like, come on then, Kevin, we're, let's go and do... <laughs> I, I'm telling you his name because he, he won't mind he's not bothered um he'll be like 
let's go and shave your chest. And then he he's just very much like, oh, you just want to see me naked, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and then she gave him these paper pants, no boundaries, walks out and says, do you like my new pants? I'm like, dad, they're paper and they're see-through. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you need to go in the other room. <laughs> So, yeah, if it was my dad, I'd probably just be like, get out. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Well, it's been lovely chatting to you. And you. Well, Thank you. Yeah. I think that's a subject that we could probably talk about forever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Really delve into. So it's probably one that we will Re- revisit. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks very much. Thank and you. What are we talking about next week? Guilt, shame, binge yep. and restrict cycles with food. Yes, I'm excited for that one because yeah. I think people just underestimate the guilt and the shame that they feel around food. Absolutely. This is something we're both really passionate about, isn't it? Both being nutritionists. Yeah. Yeah. Right, oh. I'll see you then. Yeah, see you later. Bye. Bye.